Hi, this is a random podcast thought today for you. And um, what I'd like to do is talk a little bit about what I'll call the path. And um, today I, I went to take a walk along this river pathway that I typically will walk uh, when it's a nice day. It's been very, very beautiful here locally uh, where I live. And uh, so I have been down to the river to walk several times. And um, I'll walk along the, the path uh, along the river, um, which winds down eventually leading to a, a water hole. And uh, families will gather at the water hole with their inner tubes and uh, you know, just enjoy the day and swim and have fun, the kids and the families and the parents. But today, there was no one at the watering hole. It was a quiet day. So I got out of the car and I began to walk. And what I've noticed today and what I've noticed before is this process of walking down the path, a path. And it's just simply putting one foot in front of the other and, and walking. And sometimes your mind can empty and you can become very relaxed in the present moment, mindfully, as you walk down this path. One of the reflections I've had as I've walked down any given walkway and you look down and you see the gravel and, or you see the variegated asphalt, you might see sand, you might see the earth. And what I've noticed is, is that Typically, there is a universe within this path that is really not thought about too much. We just walk, and, and, we, and we walk along, and we don't really think about it. But in reality, each grain of sand, each pebble, each variegated rock, uh, the soil itself as uh, particles of, of dirt and dust. And each one of these, if you think about it, is a universe unto itself. You could take each one and you could put it into a microscope and you could uh, expand it pretty much into a universe of material, of, of an endless view of this particular small thing. And when looking at small things through a microscope, of course, the scientists understand and see that these are, are very large things. These aren't small at all. There's you know, hundreds of thousands of, of, of atoms, perhaps even billions of atoms within a grain of sand. I mean, I, I haven't looked it up, but there are a lot of atoms within a simple grain of sand. 
And each one of these atoms is a universe. It has protons and neutrons, and they're, they're like galaxies. Uh, these grains of sand or these pebbles on the path. And the idea here is, is that the, the universe, the vastness of, of the path below you is as vast as the universe in the sky above you. There really is no difference. You could go as, as far inward into each small item in terms of the grains of sand or the rocks or whatever, as you could go out into the universe. And this is an amazing thing. I don't think we often ponder this. But the universe is infinitely small and infinitely large. And both are, are really true. There, there really is, you might say, in a way, no end to it. Uh, of course, I've podcast uh, before and talked about before the fact that there is an end, that things do come to uh, an end at some point. There, there is a, a level that you cannot go beyond, uh, you might say, uh, even though uh, logically you can always go beyond. Um, in a way, there, there's always an end. There's always a, a sense of coming to a finality. And uh, this is, uh, you know, the beauty about life. It comes to an end. As you walk along the path, as I walked along the path today, I ended up at the uh, watering hole, and there was no one there. There was no one playing. It was quiet. Uh, all there was was really the wind uh, in the trees. Uh, I heard some birds uh, I looked down and I would see perhaps a, a beetle or a, um, a caterpillar edging its way across the path. I would think to myself, oh my gosh, I hope, you know, there's not some bicyclist, <laughs> bicyclist that goes by and runs over the poor beetle. You know, you think about that. Maybe you don't want him to get squashed. Um, you might be the only one that notices, really. And... Uh, you know, I've, I've, I found uh, things along the path. The other day I, I found a moth on a path and it was having a hard time. It was on its last legs. It was dying. And I moved the moth to the side of the path. Um, or, you know, I, I wanted to, to, to make sure that that moth was, was not going to be, uh, you know, stepped on by somebody. So walking along the path, you can see these small little creatures and you can feel empathy for them and you can think about them because, you know, here you are, this relatively big thing and you could step on them and, and kill them and, and squash them. You don't necessarily want to do that. Uh, maybe you don't care, but in my case, I, I for some reason, I've engendered a sense of compassion for these small little creatures uh, which which might seem a little odd, I guess, for a human being to really care. But um, it has happened to me over time. But I ponder today as I'm walking, I, I'm putting one foot in front of the other, and I realized, you know, when you think about it, um, you're really moving towards something that, that doesn't exist yet. The future is not here. Uh, you're moving beyond something that also 
no longer exists. It's in the past. <clears throat> it's already gone. The past is gone. You've, you're moving forward a step into the future. But the future is always, you know, a step away, you might say. It's not really here yet. In the past, once you get into the future, is is gone. So you're really moving from something that isn't to something else that really isn't. Uh, in a moment, in a fragmentary moment, a continuum, you might say, as I've said before in other podcasts, it really also isn't here. I mean, if you think about it, there really isn't anything substantial uh, in your walk, in your path, as you walk step by step through life. You're walking to something that isn't here yet. You're walking away from something that it's already gone. And the continuum of the present moment, well, you can't really find it. You can't really grasp it and hold it up and say, you know, here it is. Here's the present moment. Here's here's my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here it is. Look at it. But ultimately, you know, there's a lightness to it. It's, it's, it's almost effervescent. It's almost like, you know, you might say empty, as the Buddhists say, empty of, of uh, existence. But there's a lightness to it. It can make you laugh, really. It's, it's sort of funny, in a way. And uh, I have pondered how I believe that life does have a sense of humor. Um, and you might say a sardonic sense of humor, in that here we all all are so very serious about everything when when it really you know when you when you think about it, it, it the universe is so vast both up and down and uh, we can't really find uh, anything in the present moment to grasp and say you know the, here it is uh, what we do is come up with stories and their narratives and ideas and we try to pump ourselves up you know like we're a, our own individual Donald Trump trying to pump ourselves up and make ourselves substantial in the world. <laughs> that's that's our mission statement. Let's make ourselves substantial. But when you think about ourselves, when you think about Mr. Trump, I mean, you know, we're all going to go away eventually. But that doesn't mean things aren't important right now. I understand that. It's important to me. It's important enough to me to want to do this podcast and convey this information. But as I walked along the path and I was returning to the car, uh, I noticed that all of the elements of, of life were on the path. And uh, in, in Hindu philosophy, they talk about the five elements, but also in Buddhist philosophy. It's the fundamental uh, building blocks, you might say, of life. And that includes the fire. That includes the what they call the ether, or space. Uh, and that includes the air, uh, that includes the earth, and that includes water. And uh, each element has its place. And uh, in, in ancient cultures, they, they believe that these elements form the basis for life. And I noticed that on the, on the path that it really was going back to the elementals. So there, there's the earth, there's the water, the river, there's the sky, the the Akash, the sky, infinite space. There's the sun, which is the fire. And then there's the air, the clear air. So all were there, all were present on the path and, and making a fullness to each moment as I walked. In, in, in contradiction, in a way, to the emptiness of the path. There's the fullness 
of perceiving everything on the path, all of the elements of, of, of life. And so here I am walking back to the car, thinking about the path and thinking about how beautiful it is. And I found a, a poem by a, a poet who, an African-American poet who lived from 1872 to 1906. And um, it's a poem about the path. Now, it's an interesting poem because it really is about having, you know, you might say ambition, you might say wanting to do something, but, you know, many of us want to do something. And I'll go ahead and contradict myself and let go of the, the, the notion of emptiness and let go of the, the notions of sort of futility, uh, which I hope I wasn't invoking. I was trying to really invoke, uh, evoke lightness, freedom. But once free, then, then you can do what you want. You, you, you know, once you've discovered the lightness of the path, you know you can turn this way or that. You have freedom. So I'd like to read this poem to you by Paul Lawrence Dunbar, who again lived from 1872 to 1906, an African-American poet. There are no beaten paths to glory's height. There are no rules to compass greatness known. Each for himself must cleave a path alone, impress his own way forward in the fight. Smooth is the way to ease and calm delight, and soft the road sloth chooseth for her own. But he who craves the flower of life full-blown must struggle up in all his armor delight. What though the burden hear him sorely down and crush to dust the mountain of his pride? Oh, then with strong heart let him still abide, for rugged is the roadway to renown. Nor may he hope to gain the envied crown till he hath thrust the looming rocks aside. So that's Paul Lawrence Dunbar, poet, 1872-1906. An interesting poem, really something to ponder in terms of the path being a path to something that we desire. And if we're honest, we all desire something. We all want something. We're all striving for something, even if it's peace, even if it's just to be, uh, you know, have a moment of quiet. Uh, we're striving for something. The, the looming rocks in front of us could simply be, you know, the obstacles of our subconscious that, that chide us uh, and, and uh, take us away from peace and love and, and simple quietude. Or it could be that you have great ambitions, perhaps. You want to start a business. Perhaps you want to make your way in the world and make a lot of money. And you believe that will make you happy. And perhaps it may 
you know, bring certain comforts in the short term and set your life up in a good way materially, and that's all well and fine. We don't want to be uncomfortable, of course. So this this poem can be interpreted in different ways depending on where you're at in your life. You know, what we're looking for can always be quite simple, really. Or it could be quite complex and quite convoluted and involved. Either way, we're, we're, we're on the path and we're, we're seeking something. And um, it's good to have a moment of quiet, uh, a moment of solitude in nature, to take a walk, to clear the mind, to find in the presence of the moment a clarity. And that clarity can help you suss out, you might say, what it is you need to do next. When you get back in the car from your walk, where do you need to drive to? What are the things you need to take care of? Um, what are the things you need to put aside? So I'll leave the podcast at that, and I appreciate your time. As always, I appreciate it. And I look forward to the next one. Thanks a lot.